coaching can be in what meant what we call many different niches. A real estate coach is more like a business coach. And, and here's the thing with coaching. A mentor is someone who's going to help you get to where they are. They're going to, they say, this is where I am. I am where you want to be. And I'm going to show you exactly what I did to get here. That's a mentor. A coach is someone who's professionally trained with coaching skills and techniques. He's going to bring the best out of you. And that's, there's some overlap there. But what I find is a lot of people who have coach or are considering themselves a coach in any niche don't actually have professional training in the skill of coaching. Coaching itself is a skill. Hey, investors, you're listening to the Investing to Win podcast, the show dedicated to empowering investors to achieve financial freedom and live your best life. This show is committed to offering honest conversation between investors, comments, and strategies, real-time market updates, and professional guidance to achieving financial freedom. Investing doesn't have to be super hands-on or complicated. We're all about passive investments with real gains, so you have freedom of time and money. Your host is none other than Garrett Wong, who brings decades of experience in buying, renovating, and managing cash flow investment properties. Thanks for being here and get ready to invest to win. Good morning, investors. My name is Garrett Wong, your host of the Investing to Win podcast. Today, I am pleased to announce that we um, have a special guest, Coach Tiffany Taylor, all the way from the East Coast. Good morning, Tiffany. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. How are you? I am very well and super excited for this. Um, as we said in the pre-show, um, I haven't had a coach on, and I'm super excited just to get kind of into what that all means. But why don't we back up, and why don't you kind of do the, the podcast thing? Why don't you give us the intro and kind of who you are and uh, how you came to be here? Absolutely. So for those of you who don't know me, I'm Coach Tiffany Taylor. I'm a master NLP mindset and business coach, and I really just help people understand the language of their mind. They understand how the way their mind works. I liken the mind to a supercomputer within us. It's like our internal programming. And just like a computer, over time, it'll accumulate some bugs and some malware and some viruses. And sometimes you just need to go remove those things. Sometimes you just need to update the software and clear out the clutter. And that's what I help my clients do. That That's pretty interesting. Um, and and what, uh, what, what led you to coaching or maybe maybe even back up there, what's, uh, what's the origin story? Yeah, I'm an absolute product of coaching. Absolute product of coaching. I was raised way below the poverty line, had a single mom, went through a lot of trauma that I would not wish on anyone. And what that led me to was 12 years in therapy, looking for my place in the world, you know, working minimum wage, and just about to repeat the patterns, the generational patterns. And I knew in my heart, I was going to be a pattern breaker. I wasn't going to repeat the same patterns um, from generation to generation. I was going to be different. And I had a big dream and a big vision. And I knew that things would have to change if I wanted to achieve those things. And also, I disagreed with a lot of what psychology teaches from a very young age, from a teenager. I didn't believe that I was stuck the way I was. I didn't believe that coping is the only way to move forward. And I didn't believe that, you know, just take this pill is a good answer to healing yourself. I believe that you really can heal your mind. I believe you can change your mind. I didn't believe I was stuck with the personality I had. I didn't believe I was stuck with the story I had or the circumstance I had. And I knew I couldn't be the only person who thought that way. So I politely listened, you know, to what I was told, but I went into studying how the mind works. I went into studying and researching how does the subconscious work? How does energy work? Um, who else is teaching 
that you can change? Who else has proved this already? And, you know, that led me to the Tony Robbins route, for example. I learned what coaching was through him. And it led me learning about Dr. Joe Dispenza and all of his studies with the mind. Um, so I really went down this path. And through working with a coach myself, I've had a complete transformation. I went from being really cold, really distant, having my trauma just um, overflow and pour out onto people who didn't deserve it whether that was in a business setting or a personal setting. And that, that led to me not even trusting myself. I went from having really bad money patterns, um, whether, whether that was a spending pattern or bad beliefs about money, bad beliefs about people in general. And I really had a full transformation. People who know me now, you know, I built the largest mastermind in Thailand a few years ago. Um, I'm known as a world traveler from the 36 countries. I have, I'm a top 1% coach for revenue in the last three years. So I've done some pretty amazing things. I've worked with some incredible humans and have amazing results as a result for them. So I'm just an absolute product of coaching. That's how I found it, through my own personal journey of realizing I'm not willing to tolerate the cards I've been dealt. I want some new cards. Wow. Wow. You know, I um, I think we all have our origin stories, our pain. I know that we don't know each other very well, but uh, my background is actually science, um, molecular biology. That's what I, I did in my previous life. And I had a, a few life scares a couple of years ago and obviously business pain. Um, it's interesting, like I don't want to get too much into the medical side, but you know, from what I'm hearing from you before we even get into the concept of coaching is mindset, um, mental health, you know, chemicals, drugs, all these things that are prescribed for us. As a scientist, of course, I prescribe to the belief that, you know, there's imbalances but also I know the power of the mind. Um, I did this project uh, when I was in grad studies about meditation and it actually affects like the T cells of your immune system, your antibodies, different things like that. So it's interesting your particular journey and how that can almost self heal just through mindset. Is that, is that kind of what you're saying? Our minds are so powerful. And my intention is for the end, by the end of this, for all your audience to understand the value of their words and the weight their words and their mindset holds. Okay. Well, let's get into it. Why don't we uh, start with the bare bones definition of coaching? Mm-hmm. What, what would you say to that? Coaching is having someone there for you who's going to push you to be better, to make it very simple. A coach is someone who's going to not impose on you or give you a different model of the world, but who's going to use what you have. They're going to reflect things back to you. They're going to increase your awareness and they're going to help you come to decisions much further in advance than it would take yourself going through years of your own experience. So they're going to save you a lot of time in making decisions because usually, you know, they say it takes, um, you know, five years to make a business break even just one of those average minutes, right? It doesn't. It probably takes five years for you to make the decision that you're going to be successful. And that's something you can do on day one. Okay. So coaching though, um, I mean, there's tons of different coaching. We're not obviously talking about sports coaching. I mean, in, in the business world, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm in real estate. There's lots of real estate coaches out there. And a lot of that, like you said, is to do things a little bit quicker, whether it's to try to learn how to flip a house or mm-hmm. I'm going to go into multifamily apartment blocks. What you're talking about though, is a different type of coaching. Can you maybe specify mm-hmm. that? Cause you're not really 
I don't know how to express it. Maybe you can help me out here, but um, because you're, you're not like the real estate coach, you're not an accounting coach. You're what a mindset coach for my type of coaching specifically for NLP. Okay. So is that like a special branch of coaches out there? Yes. So coaching can be in what meant what we call many different niches. A real estate coach is more like a business coach. And, and here's the thing with coaching, this word kind of gets thrown around a lot. So let me tell you the difference between coaching and mentorship. A mentor is someone who's going to help you get to where they are. They're going to, they say, this is where I am. I am where you want to be. And I'm going to show you exactly what I did to get here. That's a mentor. A coach is someone who's professionally trained with coaching skills and techniques. He's going to bring the best out of you. And that's, there's some overlap there. But what I find is a lot of people who have coach or considering themselves a coach in any niche don't actually have professional training in the skill of coaching. Coaching itself is a skill. And just to relate this, you know, I know we're not talking about sports here, but to relate this to sports, the top athletes in any sport are not the best coaches. The best coaches are the best coaches. And the reason is there's a skill of coaching itself. So when I talk about coaching, I'm talking about the skill and the profession of coaching, not just having the title, which I think brings a little bit more clarity to what you're asking. Yeah, light bulbs are going off here. Um, you know, I our business um, kind of identifies as a sports team, you know, mm-hmm. trying to win that whole championship and those types of things. And I, I, I think I now hear what you're saying because, I mean, I'm a huge hockey fan. Um, and when you have a player, obviously maybe a hall of famer, yeah, you're right. Um, you could have the best coach in the world and they might not have even made the NHL, but they have that skill and to bring out the best in their players for whatever they do. And if we equate that back to my space in real estate, you're right. You could hire a coach who has flipped 50 houses, but what if you want to go into apartment blocks? Well, that coach, really, you're right. They're a mentor. They won't be able to take you past the journey that they have. Yeah. Okay. I'm getting it. So my personal belief, you mentioned it, um, you know, maybe making things faster. So I, I, I equate that to coaching, maybe collapsing time. Can you maybe touch on that? Because uh, you did already, but let's expand and unpack that a little bit. Right. So... Coaching is an absolute mirror, but it's also a feedback mechanism. And this is really important, especially we're talking to investors right now. You don't have a boss, right? You might have a mentor looking out for you or showing you the way, but one of the biggest values in any organization or business is feedback. And when you're working for yourself, you don't have feedback. Most people don't even take the time to reflect on how their days or their weeks are going. So they're pretty much walking around blind. A great coach is there to give you feedback on what you can be doing better. Imagine any organization going to where it was without having feedback. That's one thing that's really powerful. The feedback alone is powerful because now you have a mirror of what you're not doing right, where you might be going in the wrong direction, and you're going to find that out far ahead of time versus finding it out on yourself when you flop. Okay. On top of this, you have tools and techniques They're going to help you remove the roadblocks that are getting in your way. And every business owner and entrepreneur knows this. It's always us that get in the way. We're the biggest bottleneck in our business. We are. So tell me about feedback, though. I mean, I guess I'm... So you're you're the coach. Um, You meet a client. Obviously, you're going to go through some kind of, you know, get to know each other. And you're going to get to know their tendencies. But in terms of feedback, what kind of feedback can a mindset coach give Mm -hmm. 
when they don't know the industry. So when I speak about coaching, I am coming from, I'm not here to teach real estate. I come here knowing that if you're in your zone of genius, I'm not going to overstep that. I'm not going to tell you how to run your business. I'm not going to go and teach you how to invest. I stay in my lane with that. I will help you, you understanding that you know exactly what you need to do. And if something's not getting done or it's not happening as fast and you don't know why you have all the strategies you've invested in all the courses, you've listened to all the podcasts. And for some reason, you're still just not taking the action that you want to be taking or you're not showing up the way that you know you should be showing up. And there's some sort of block there and you can't figure out exactly what it is. The feedback that's helpful here is we all make excuses, but we don't realize that we're making an excuse. It's the reality of our world. So what I start to do is pierce little holes in what our reality is to see where we are making up excuses. Maybe we're saying that, oh, we just don't have enough time or, oh, it's just the market right now. This is what an excuse would look like. And really there's something deeper going on there. No matter what that excuse or reason is why we're not getting to where we want to be, it's usually because of something, a subconscious belief pattern that's there. And it could be something back from childhood. It could be something as a fear of failure or a fear of success. It could be a belief about money. It could be so many things. It could just be the inner critic in your mind where every time you go to take action, you have this little voice saying horrible things to you that you'll never amount to anything. You'll never be enough. These are the kinds of things a mindset coach will be able to pull right out of your language patterns and then out of your mind as well. Okay. So that would be the fear of starting, fear of failure, fear of just taking a chance and risk. What about... So I'll tell you, because I've had business partners, failed business partnerships. I've had a bunch of different businesses. Um, Right now, I've been alone. Um, I've benefited from some masterminds and things like that because it's good just to bounce ideas off. But at the end of the day, when you're an entrepreneur, it comes down to you yourself to make those choices. How would you help somebody like me make key business decisions, not just hey, let's just go ahead and just do it. But I'm already in the business. I have to decide whether I'm taking my company out, you know, interprovincially, going down and expanding, or we're just going to stay in this market. And I just don't know what to do. How would you help somebody like that? So I find, first, I would assess, is it that you don't know what to do? Or is it that you do know what to do and you're just struggling to make the decision because maybe your past experiences are shaping your decision making? If it's a strategic question, If this is a numbers question, you need some review reports, you wouldn't go to a mindset coach for that. That's where it's helpful to have a mentor or a mentorship or be in a program where they're doing deal review with you or they're showing you the exact how to do it. You wouldn't want to go to a mindset coach for that. That's strategy, right? If you're saying, I know I need to do this deal. It's perfect. The numbers all make sense. But every time I go to pull the trigger on it, I just think that the last time this failed. Or my emotions just, there's an emotional block here. I know I need to do this. This is a great deal, but the past keeps coming up. That's okay. where I would work with you to, to alleviate that and to learn the lesson from the past and actually release it. Because over time, we start to accumulate these experiences and it kind of like taints our decision-making power. So if you need help recovering your full decision-making power and having clear decisions that way and clarity on what your values are so that when you're making decisions, you're in full alignment, that's something I would work with. Okay. Okay. So let's, um, let's pretend that we're in the mind of our listeners. Obviously I told you that, uh, we have a a real estate investment audience, lots of people there working full-time jobs, wanting to really just take that first step by that rental property, which 
I've done some reels on this. Once you get that first rental property, it really propels you to refinance. It's kind of that starting block, but it's also the first stumbling block. How would you coach somebody to try to get past that fear? Mm. So here's the interesting thing about fear. While we all have fear, it all has a different root cause. And so this is what's different when I, when I work with neurolinguistic programming. Um, and for those of you who aren't familiar with that, that's NLP for short, and I know it's a mouthful, but really it's just the study of the structure of the mind. It's learning how to communicate and open up a line of communication between your conscious mind and your subconscious mind. And when I work with a client, I work at the root cause. I don't just look for a coping mechanism. I'm not looking for a quick fix for you or just try this new thing to add you know, to your morning routine. We're going to the root of what could be happening in your subconscious this fear is trying to protect you from. And that's different for everyone. So when I would work with someone, I would assess what is the root cause of that fear. Most of the time, it's going to be under the age of seven. Why the age of seven? What's with the magic number of seven? Well, under the age of seven, we're really only walking around as a subconscious mind. Our conscious mind has not been birthed yet. There's no wall protecting our subconscious mind to say, I agree with this. I don't agree with this. Only really between the ages of seven, eight, do we start to have a conscious mind where we get to accept and reject different ideas about the world. What this means is everything we know about business, money, relationships, the world around us, that's all set in stone in our programming and locked in at the age of seven. Until we go in and rewire that, it's going to stay that way. So those patterns, it's been a long time since we were seven. We don't remember what was going on back then, but those are the patterns that are still running our life until we go in and rewire that. So we go back to the root cause of that fear and release it there. Wow. Okay. That's really deep. Yeah. Um, can you maybe give that in a practical example to me? Um, you know, you don't have to mm -hmm. obviously talk, you know, break privacy, but maybe speak to me about a client that. I don't know. Again, we talk about an investor maybe wanting to quit your full-time job and, and you're afraid to really get out there. And you're saying that you there's always usually something in us that's preventing us that you can remove those blocks from something that might have, mm -hmm. I don't know, fractured our confidence when we were children. Right. So for this, I'll share, I'll, I'll share a technique with you that I love to use. So I use a technique I call timeline engineering. Are you familiar with chat GPT? Who isn't? <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully everyone is at this point because it can be your best yeah, friend. So absolutely. I liken the subconscious to like ChatGPT. ChatGPT is AI, artificial intelligence. Your subconscious mind is real intelligence. Okay. And when we're communicating to our subconscious mind, we're basically sending prompts. The prompt writer, you, that's your conscious mind, is sending commands to the subconscious mind. So this is kind of, you think of your chat window that you have. And you'll notice if you have long conversations in that chat window, you can scroll up through the history of prompts that you've sent and you can see the previous prompts. Okay. Similarly, our real intelligence in our mind, it's also stored every prompt you've ever given it, even as a child. So we store those prompts on a timeline. Okay, so we have a way in our subconscious of organizing and knowing what happened today, what happened a week ago, what happened a decade ago. We have a way of organizing history and our personal memories. So with timeline engineering, I will go back and I will send the command to the subconscious. What is the root cause of that fear? And through that, the subconscious will bring up the exact memory and moment that fear came up or that limiting decision came up. And it'll bring it up. We'll go through some 
some therapy there and work through it. And we will release that fear from the root cause. So this is where NLP coaching goes a little bit different because traditional coaching is similar to talk therapy where you're just having a normal conversation and you're sharing about concepts and ideas. But really, I work at the subconscious level. That's where the deep programming is. And that's where the root cause of anything might be. Okay. I am um, suitably impressed. You know, I, I have to admit, I when, I when I saw Mindset Coach, I'm like, okay, give me some confidence. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that there was another level that you need to dig into. Um, is, is that consistent with all mindset coaches or is this kind of a subspecialty of what coach Tiffany Taylor brings to the table? No, this is not. Um, what's important to know for everyone is coaching is an unregulated field. What this means is, you know, to be a therapist, you have to go through schooling and, and licensing and all these things for coaching. Anyone can just buy a $15 course on Udemy and say, I'm a coach. <laughs> and then you can name yourself any kind of coach you want. So it's important that you're pre-qualifying a coach when you're looking for one and understanding what it is they work with. Um, That's why I work with the study of NLP. So neuro-linguistic programming specifically is the study of the subconscious mind and how to open up that line of communication between the two. Okay. All right. So your specific um, mindset, I don't know, strategies, can you maybe expand on that and how you... Maybe walk us through an onboarding call with uh, with a new client. How do you how do you discover what makes them who they are? Yeah. So one thing that's important with coaching is this: it's not. I don't recommend it. It's just an experience. Just go have the experience of getting a coach for fun. Some people will do this, but I really encourage my audience to be the CEO of their mind. This means I want you to take inventory, not just inventory of your goals and your vision and your and what you want to do with your life. But take inventory on the things you don't like about yourself, the personality traits that you're not enjoying, the behavior patterns that are showing up that are affecting you in a negative way. Take inventory of those things and go have a coaching discussion with someone saying, these are the things I want to work on. Don't just wait or throw yourself into any mindset mastermind because this is where people tend to make mistakes and go in the wrong direction. So what that would look like, I like to do full day sessions with my clients. This is not traditional for coaching by any means. Mm-hmm. A lot of coaches is, let's have a call every week, every other week. My favorite way to work with clients is a full five to eight hour session. And in that time, it allows for a full deep dive into the personal history. Now, I won't do this for a whole life session. Usually a client will choose one area of their life they want to work on. For example, business and career. And we would start with a 60 to 90 minute interview where I have very pinpointed questions that are designed to reveal language patterns so I can understand and map out what's happening in my client's subconscious mind. Then I would take them through a process of first releasing all negative emotions and just neutralizing that across the field. That would mean neutralizing things like anger, sadness, fear, hurt, and guilt. And really what this will do is a lot of us feel like there's weight on us, especially for for investors and entrepreneurs. Guilt tends to be a very heavy emotion that they carry. When you can neutralize that, now the mind has space to breathe and we can have a more logical approach to looking at where are these limiting beliefs and thought patterns showing up and how can we rewire those? But then we would do that. We would do the change work with rewiring all the limiting beliefs, any subconscious patterns that are showing up. And then we would decide what is it we want to install. Okay. Remember I mentioned the supercomputer before. We've just removed the bugs. We've just deleted the viruses and the malware. Now it's time to update the software. 
Who is it you want to become? What are the habits that you need to have? What is the person that you need to become to attract the level of success that you want to have? And then we go into a process of actually installing all of these habits so that they start with you overnight. And I say this boldly because it's true. It does not take 66 days to build a habit. It actually can happen overnight when you install it directly into the subconscious. Did you know there's a big difference between investing in real estate and becoming a real estate investor? People become real estate investors all the time. They get into a flip or conversion project or even dealing with long-term tenants and they come back to us to tell us the same thing. It's like having another full-time job. I don't know about you, but that's not what we call investing. Investing in real estate is about having your money work for you in a way that is passive, consistent, most importantly, hands-off. So which one are you? Do you want to be a real estate investor or do you want to invest in real estate? For those that are open to investing in real estate and having your money work for you, listen up. Garrett Wong has spent decades helping thousands of property owners navigate the ins and outs of property investing and management through his award-winning company, Upper Edge Property Management. Their new division, Wong Capital, is currently involved in multiple projects, from single-family flips to multifamily development. Are you looking for a healthy return on your invested capital or perhaps becoming a joint venture partner? If so, go to www.wongcapitalcorp.com forward slash invest to book a time to speak with Garrett and his team to see if there's a fit. Once again, the link is www.wongcapitalcorp.com forward slash invest. Now, back to the show. Okay. No, I, you know, I'm... So my, it's interesting, the timing of this recording, because um, I had to make a really, and this, I'm going to be telling the story on social in a little bit, but I had to make, so I have a side business. I've got 20 employees with my, um, my property management company. And I mean, it's, it's more of, I'm a passive investor in it. And, but you know, the last few months I'm, I'm getting past clients reaching out and they're not quite happy. So I'm kind of digging around. Obviously we have ticket chats and communication wazoo there. And I'm just like, this is not the business I built. And I just wasn't happy with it. Right. Mm -hmm. And the more I dug into it and then I had to cover holidays for my, my director of operations. And then I'm just like, I had to make the decision. And like literally 12 hours ago, yesterday evening, I let go like three quarters of my staff and I know. Right. So now, of course, I'm dealing with all these emotions. And why would I take such a drastic step? I've basically decided that I'm going to take, put my other businesses on hold, my other real estate developments temporarily for two, three months, go back into the business and kind of rebuild it the way that maybe I should have when I scaled 15 years ago. Because as you know, kind of go out of your basement, you start, you rent a place, you start hiring people, really didn't have that good start that. I like if I could look back now, how would I redo it? But yeah, I'm going through all these different emotions, right? And how, what have I done and all the, you know, guilt and I don't know, you know, so it's, it's very timely. I'm, I'm kind of listening to what you're saying and going, yeah, you know, I mean, I wish I would have had you as a coach two, three months ago, maybe, you know, would have gone through that a little bit better, but then it's like, okay, now what do I do for the next three months? What's my mindset going to be? Because I've now committed myself to go back in and work basically six, seven full-time jobs for the sake of my business and my clients to rebuild the reputation so that I can then go to my next step, my bigger picture, 
which is obviously real estate, multifamily, expanding. But I can't do that unless my core property management company is good enough to follow me into those other cities and assets. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Sometimes you have to take a step back before you go forward. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of emotions that will come into play with that, you know, and I want to highlight that. First of all, your vulnerability is amazing. And I'm sure your audience greatly appreciates that because it's so easy to talk about the opportunity and the money and like the mistakes and all of that. But the reality is no matter what business you're in, it's an inner game and it's a spiritual game because you're face to face with yourself every day and you have to limit all of your decisions that you're making. And you also come to realize that it's not just affecting you, it's affecting others as well. So no matter what it is that you're doing in business, your career, those emotions are going to come up. And what's important is I've heard terrible advice out there that says to ignore your feelings, facts over feelings, feelings are liars, especially particularly in the real estate space, which is why I'm bringing that up. And I want to highlight that because while your emotions shouldn't be driving your business, of course, they are messengers and they're potent messengers that are there to help you uncover and reveal what your thought patterns are. And that's really important. You have over 80,000 thoughts a day, about three quarters of those, the same thoughts you had yesterday and the day before. So they're very repetitive, but most people don't have any awareness of what their thoughts look like. They haven't actually gone in and read those thoughts. So when you have an emotion come up, a really good question you can ask yourself is, if this emotion could speak, what would it say? And that will allow you to uncover what the thought patterns are. With that level of awareness, if your beliefs are already in the right place, you can start to rewire your thoughts on your own for self-control. Okay. And then, so you would then help me or that client identify which emotions are essential and which ones are, um, I don't want to say harmful, because I believe that we all have to, like you said, vulnerability, I believe truly believe that pain, business pain, personal pain does make us, I don't want to say better people, but it definitely shapes our path and our journey and makes us tougher, right? Maybe makes us appreciate our success, but business entrepreneurship, it's tough. It's a tough road. Those uh, of us who are listening, who are entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs, I mean, it's it's not glamorous. Um, you know, your friends and family are like, oh, you know, he's a business owner. He can do whatever he wants. But underneath the hood, underneath the engine, it's it's tough. We're, we're kind of in this emotional turmoil every day and uh, kind of not knowing where to turn. So it's, mm-hmm. it's interesting that mindset coaching is out there to help give clarity to entrepreneurs. 100%. And you know, that's going to have effects in every other area of your life as well. When you step into entrepreneurship, there's no longer a separation between personal life and business. There's no, this is my work persona. And then this is me. It's all blended together. Now there is no separation. It's easy when you work for someone else, you just put your work cap on, you're in work mode and you leave and it's not, it's not yours to deal with. But when it's a hundred percent, you now you have a lot more to manage and now, you know, when you only focus on one area of your life, the other area falters. So being able to keep a holistic health here, not just healthy business, not just healthy mind, but holistically healthy or the relationship balance as well, your physical body as well. That's really important. It's your mindset that's going to allow you to keep a healthy balance with all of those, all of those areas of your life. That's a great point. Um, obviously, I advocate balance in my life and I, I probably won't have it for the next couple of months. But I mean, of course, I have to keep that. But what would you say to a client, uh, our audience, entrepreneurs in general, how do you separate? Because I think that's the 
that's the hardest part, especially now with remote office work. Um, you can see I'm in my, my home office and I, I have bricks and mortar downtown, but I'm rarely there. I don't need to be because I'm more productive here. But at the same time, there are no boundaries. I'm constantly working. So what would you say to our audience for advice in that area? So balance is a word that I find most entrepreneurs don't like. <laughs> balance, well, I don't want that. And personally, I'm not a fan of the word either. The word I like a lot more is harmony. And I'm going to give you two layers of this. So when I talk about balance before, I was talking about being able to balance all areas of your life that are all healthy. That means that your, you know, your business isn't a 10 and your relationships are a 2. Right? That means your business is doing well and your relationships are doing well. You're thriving in all areas of life. That's what I mean by balance. When I'm talking about work and, and personal life, I don't like the word balance there. I like the word harmony better because the reality of entrepreneurship is you're going to go through seasons and there's going to be waves and there's going to be times where you're much more focused on business. And there's going to be times where you don't need to put as much focus. There's going to be the seasonality there. So harmony allows for a flow. When I think about work and work, personal life balance, I, I think I visualize um, a man standing on a board on a ball trying to balance like this. <laughs> this is what I think of when I hear balance or work personal life. You don't want to feel unstable that way. You want more of a harmony where, yes, I'm, I'm free to work more. At the end of the day, you love what you do. So you enjoy working more sometimes. And yes, sometimes you're going to work a little bit less. That's okay. But you're in this flow and that feels a lot more comfortable. Yeah, I, I like that. I, I've never actually had it expressed in that way because I think traditionally... If we're given any advice as entrepreneurs, it's always like, okay, well, make sure you shut it off at five o'clock and make sure you do this. And then maybe you have family pressure, but maybe you have a deadline. Maybe you have a big contract. Maybe there's other things, or maybe you're right. You have the energy to just keep working till two o'clock in the morning because you're just in a groove. But I've always kind of tried to train my mind that, nope, I've got to shut it off. I've got my eight hours here. I've got this here. And of course, internally, you get those other emotions like, hey, I really should be doing this. I really shouldn't be enjoying myself, going for a walk, going to a movie, right? So um, yeah, the harmony mindset, that's that's an interesting, I, I haven't heard that one before. Yeah, harmony is great. Okay, so we, we touched about coaching across different industries. Let's get back into that a little bit because... I find that the most fascinating about a mindset coach. So I, I have I have to admit, I've, I've used coaches in the past. I have used a business coach who didn't know my industry. And you're right. We um, I think we had, I think, one phone call a week and a, a meeting once a month on video or for two hours or something like that. And he would give me business books and different tasks to do. How, when you're working as a mindset coach, do you, do you give tasks as well and homework? Uh, depending on the client, yes, I will give some. Okay. Can you give some examples of what that might be? Yeah. I'll give you an example that everyone can use right now. One of my favorite assignments to give is a letter from your future self. So the way you would do this exercise, be a 90 day letter. That means you go on Google, you type, what is the date 90 days from today? <laughs> you date the letter that date. And what you're going to do is you're going to write a letter from your future self to yourself right now, thanking you for accomplishing all of your goals, sharing exactly what it is you did that allowed you to hit those goals, how it is you feel along the way, what milestones you hit, and what the balance between all areas of your life looks like. So in that letter, you're going to touch on, and now my 
health and fitness is here and we've changed this in, in our personal environment. And um, we have these friendships that have grown, but you're, you're looking at the growth in all areas of your life. And what you want to make sure is you're using what I call back language. You want to make sure that in that letter, you're, you're basically painting a picture. It's very visual. You read this letter and you can see what it looks like in your mind. You want to make sure you add in some sound. What can you hear? Make that picture a movie now. What can you hear in that? What are you, what are you going to actually experience? And what are you going to feel along this journey? What are you going to feel along this process? How are you going to feel when you hit these goals? Essentially, what you're doing is you're creating an internal representation of the future. And that will teach your subconscious the direction that is supposed to go. Okay. So when you, assignment. when you happen to hit those goals accidentally on purpose, all of a sudden I can kind of see those connections. Yeah. You're going to feel a little bit more because maybe you were expecting it or you've been programming and reading that letter. Um, how often do you read that letter? Do you recommend taking it out once in a while or once a month or? I recommend reading it every morning, then doing the oh. same exercise every 90 days. Okay. Yeah. So obviously this is a set process. Um, do you have any other, let's say some productivity hacks that you might want to throw to the audience? Oh my gosh. So many. So I actually started as just a productivity coach. Um, it's something I'm extremely passionate about because I have ADHD and that comes with high distractibility and sometimes a really hard time managing time and energy. So all, everything I teach now, I've infused NLP with time management in a way that's highly effective for ADHD as well. One of the first things I'm going to tell you is if you're operating on a to-do list, it's time to divorce it, get rid of it and stop using it. Like no more to-do lists. To-do lists have a way of overwhelming you for one. Two, they contribute to time blindness because you have all these tasks you have to do with no idea how long each one is going to take. So it's a little bit blurry as far as time. It's a very lazy way of prioritizing. So I say that because it's a list. You don't have to prioritize on a list. You can just keep adding to it. And once you've decided to create a list, you've just set a command to your subconscious mind. Create a list. What's going to happen all day? Your mind is searching for things to add to that list. Right before you go to bed, oh, I have to do this. I have to do this. You're adding to the list. Four o'clock in the morning, you wake up. Oh, I forgot to add. I have to do this thing too. It becomes a 24-hour command where your mind is doing its best to serve you and it's adding to this list. It's just overwhelming you. And I've spoken, I've interviewed hundreds of entrepreneurs on this. Some of them have things in their to-do list that have been there for over a year. So it's just a nuisance in the mind, a gnat that's distracting you from your natural state of focus. That's the first tip I'm going to give you. Second tip is when you move away from the to-do list, get yourself onto Google Calendar. Not Outlook Calendar, not Apple iCal, Google Calendar specifically, and get yourself into a color-coded system that allows you to manage your energy as well as your tasks. Okay, so I have ADHD, mm -hmm. and I woke up at four in the morning to add something to my list this morning because obviously this big decision that I made last night. Um, How did I know? <laughs> so okay, so now I'm I'm hearing the audience, but Tiffany, if I don't have a list, how am I going to know what to do? So, mm -hmm. I mean, you got to you got to give us more. Expand on that. Exactly, and I've created a whole workshop on this exact thing. Exactly, how do you know what to do without your list? Let's think about this. When did we learn to use to do lists? Grade school. And we mm -hmm. do this for one of two things. One, to do our chores, so our parents made us do chores, or two, to manage our homework assignments. To-do lists are a great tool for those two things. Why? Because it's for one specific area. But what happens is we get older, 
we maybe go to college, we get a career, we have a relationship. Now we have all these roles and all these hats that we're wearing in life. And that little to-do list has become a life list. And it's not just tasks, it's entire projects that are meant to be broken down. So that tool does not scale with us. It's not dynamic the way that we need to be to have a successful lifestyle. So yes, you should know what you're doing every day, but you should have a weekly planning process. Instead of just seeing all the things you need to do and seeing, let's look at where our time went this week, you should be proactively allocating your time. Okay, I have 168 hours a week. How can I manage this the best I can? How can I be the most effective human in this time? How can I be the most efficient human in this time? And that's where you start to create boundaries for yourself. We talked about where do we really set the boundaries? This is a time allocation process. How much time do you need to spend with your family? How much time do you need to spend with your partner? How much time do you want to spend on the actual business? Breaking that down into spent time spent marketing, time spent communications and emails, time spent, you know, interviews like this, for example. Okay. How much time do I need to spend on my health and fitness? A question most people forget to ask themselves is how much time do I need to eat? Which is why entrepreneurs are notorious <laughs> for eating at their desk because they don't think about, hey, I need to fuel my body. Right? Mm-hmm. How much time do you spend taking walks? So you want to really allocate that time, putting that into a Google calendar. And what I teach my clients to do is to create a template for their week. And there's a process to doing this and color coding it. But essentially, every week you should have a calendar already made for yourself and you're just filling in the blanks. What am I doing for exercise this week? What am I using my focus sessions on this week? What am I doing for light work this week? What at the end of this week, I will be productive if I accomplish X, Y, and Z. Those are the questions you should be able to answer every week. Okay. So you're not making a transactional for yourself. Obviously you have bigger projects and you can track those in different, whatever platforms you have. But I mean, yeah, I probably 25 years in business now, different businesses. I've, I've gone through folders, lists, but it all has to do with lists and to-do lists, two minutes or less and delegating and all those mindset books and productivity. And they, they just don't work. I, I do find that my my ADHD mind does do better with at least trying to choose priorities, right? Because I think that's where we suffer in, you know, we get distracted so often, but if you can at least choose your priority and what you're saying is this color coding thing on your calendar will allow you to, okay, yes, my priority for this week, because I haven't worked out, it's Wednesday already, is to at least go for a walk, right? Because that's going to be better for my overall priorities that I wanted this week. Does that kind of sum it up? Yeah, definitely. Um, and along that those lines as well, it's important to know with ADHD, it's more probably a large part of the audience as well. We, with ADHD, it affects the executive function in the memory. Like it's affecting how many tabs you can have open at a time. And when you're <laughs> scheduling yourself with that, it's important to know that you want to minimize the amount of task switching because that makes it very, very hard to function with ADHD. And just as an example, our first of all, focus is our natural state of being. The only thing we ever add on to that is distractions. And that's what I'll maintain. So when you get distracted, when you're working on a task, it takes about 16 minutes to be fully focused and absorbed in that task. This is what we've studied. And for every time you get distracted, say someone walks by, you answer a quick phone call, even if it's a 30 second phone call, it's now going to take you 16 to 23 minutes to get back fully focused on that task. Say you get two distractions in an hour. That task that should have taken 20 minutes is probably going to take an hour and a half, but you're not going to recognize that unless you're tracking where your time is going. 
So this gives you permission to set really strong boundaries with your time and to be looking at what, what specific tasks do I need to be focused on so that I can avoid the task switching? And what part of the day is it better to have a miniature to-do list of these are the eight people I need to call right now? Okay, cool. No, that's uh, that's great advice. You said tabs and tasks. I I know we're on a video call here. I don't. I'm looking at my other, like I have three screens. Okay, fine. You can say that's for productivity. But my staff, when I'm in a Zoom meeting, they're like, Garrett, you have like 80 tabs. I'm like, oh, so instead of closing them, I just drag it into a new window so they can't see it. So I think that's, uh, yeah, I, I have to start working on that. That is fantastic advice. Um, can you maybe share? maybe one of your favorite client transformation stories. I think we would love to hear that as well. Yes. Um, I am going to share only what was shared in the public testimonial on YouTube. Okay. But I have a client who experienced a lot of grief and life transition periods happening. Everything was shifting. Um, there were three relatives who passed on within a period of six months. And this person was carrying that carrying a lot of past childhood stuff and just wanted to get back to work, need to be able to support, need to be able to get back to work. And through that one day I told you about coaching, it was the most beautiful transformation. Of course he went back to work, but it wasn't just that. He went back and started studying again. He went full force into the business. He went and hired a personal trainer and transformed his fitness as well. He woke up the first time without feeling sad. It was the, he said, it was the absence of sadness for the first time in over a year. Woke up with the absence of weight. And that's how my clients usually describe the result. It's like, there's an absence there where this thing that held me down used to be. This person laughed and smiled for the first time in over six months. You can imagine, you know, we can talk about productivity. We can talk about numbers and business results. All that is good and well. And of course, we're going to get those results, but understand those results are always the overflow of the inner healing and the inner work that comes from that. That's one of my favorite, most recent client transformations. Wow. Well, you know, you talk, we, we started off the episode by speaking about collapsing time. And when you talk about grief and that process, I only equate collapsing time to business success, but to be able to take your client and have them already... I don't want to say heal because certainly grief has its own path, but to be able to get out of their own way and approach life so quickly because of mindset coaching, that's, mm -hmm. that's unbelievable. Yeah. And of course, you know, just grief doesn't just go away. I'm not saying we erase grief. It has its place. It's absolutely a process and, you know, there's a way to work through it. There's a way to work through it. And if you're someone whose business is in distress and you need to get to work because your family is relying on you or other situations like life is always multifaceted. Everyone's story is completely different. But if that's something that is holding you back in a way where it's putting your livelihood at risk, mindset coaching could be a very good fix. Awesome. Well, we're almost out of time here, but um, I want you to put a plug in for yourself here because I'm obviously going to be putting your contact info in the show notes, but this is being released at the beginning of 2024. Everybody's got their New Year's resolutions. Why don't you kind of express to the audience what you feel your unique edge is that you bring to the coaching world with your unique brand of mindset coaching? Mm. Along the lines of New Year's resolutions, 
over 80% of people have dropped off their New Year's resolutions by week three. Okay. You are not a broken human and there's no reason to feel guilt about this. If this is where you're at, this is just a testament to the power of the subconscious mind. If you are serious about wanting to stick to those resolutions and stick to those habits and actually truly have a transformation, having accountability and coaching is the way you're going to get there. When you have skin in the game and you have someone there who's going to do this process with you, you become a totally different person. So what is the edge? I work with a subconscious mind. And not only that, I've worked with so many business owners, investors, just like you. I understand the unique circumstances that come up for those situations. So when you have someone who works with a similar set of uh, challenges over and over again, it definitely helps you feel more heard and understood. And I've been told I'm one of the most non-judgmental, empathetic humans that most of my clients have ever worked with. So I would say that's my edge. Awesome. Okay. Well, um, before we, we stop the episode, I ask every client or sorry, every guest to this question, pardon me. So I ask every guest this question and I'd like to hear what you have to say. So this is the investing to win podcast. How do you define success and what does winning look like for you? Hmm. I love this question. The definition of success for me has changed over time, which is something I wasn't really expecting. I think in the beginning, my definition of success was having total freedom in, uh, in free time freedom, geographic freedom, money freedom, all of it. And now I've learned that you know freedom is great and brings great pleasure, but there was a fulfillment piece that was missing from my previous definition of success. So now to me what success is, is helping as many people as humanly possible reach that inner freedom so they can create the outer freedom as well. It's a much more impact-driven and purpose-driven I just want to keep storing up those treasures of fulfillment and those stories of transformation, my clients and winning to me is looking back on my life and not wanting to change a thing, looking back on my life with incredible stories and memories and relationships um, throughout my life with not, not just, you know, personal relationship with client relationships as well, but having a fully integrated community not a hierarchy system, but a community, a real traditional community where everyone is there providing to each other, helping each other, serving each other, and just living with that lifestyle. That's true winning to me. Awesome. No, you got to fulfill your why, right? So um, this has been amazing. Um, actually, I have to admit, totally unexpected and very timely. I think for me, myself, like you said, with my, my personal business struggles, but also, you know, to everybody out there who's listening, you know, New Year's resolutions, whatever your 2024 is going to be, I think this episode is a great listen. So I'd love to like to thank you for coming on the podcast. And uh, yeah, we'll definitely, uh, definitely put your information in the show notes. So thank you very much. Perfect. Thank you so much for having me. And anyone who listens to this podcast, just uh, DM me the word podcast, and I'm happy to put some free resources in your hands as well. All right. Thanks, Tiffany. Take care. I hope you enjoyed the episode today on the Investing to Win podcast. Make sure to hit subscribe on whichever platform you're listening to this on. If this episode made you think of another investor, take a screenshot and share this podcast episode with them. Investing to Win is not only about helping you to win more, but win actually stands for wise. Investors Network. It's where we help our investors build a hands-off portfolio and have passive investments work for them. To see how you can potentially partner with us, go to www.wongcapitalcorp.com forward slash invest to book a time to speak with Garrett and his team to see if there's a fit. Once again, 
The link is www.wongcapitalcorp.com forward slash invest. All links can be found in the description below. Until next time.